Welcome to Sheffy's Sandbox. This time I have a special treat for you. It's going to be something new and different in that this will be the first episode I'm hearing for the first time along with you. You may ask, how is that even possible? Well, I'll tell you. I had listened to an episode of The Psychic Scoop with Steffi Hill, aka Spirit Sis, and she was talking about the significance, the spiritual significance of birthdays and about solar return readings. And so I signed up for one, asking her if I could um, share that recording with you guys. And she said yes. Uh, She just asked that I make sure to mention both in the recording and in the show notes her website, which is www.spiritsis.com. And then she also has her Instagram account, and that's instagram.com forward slash spirit underscore sis. So, uh, like I said, I have not heard this myself uh, after I hit publish. I'll get to enjoy it alongside you. So uh, that being said, I also have Natalie here to ask her if she has a uh, nonsense, any nonsense to share with us this week. Natalie, you have something? Yeah, I do. I do. So what do you call a bear in the rain? Hmm. <laughs> I'm just laughing because it's very fitting because it is raining outside as yeah. we speak. It's downpour. Yeah, actually. exactly. Um, a bear in the rain. Oh. I'm trying to think what fur, growling. I'm not getting anything. What? A drizzly bear. <laughs> uh, that's good. <laughs> that's real good. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Love you. Bye. Hey, April. It's my pleasure to bring you this solar return reading. I know you just had a birthday in late June, so this is the perfect time to get a solar return chart done. And I'm sure you already know about what a solar return is, but I'm just going to reiterate it. So every single year when your sun goes back to the same degree that it was at the time of your birth, you have a solar return. And, you know, it's you're always going to have your natal chart, right? Your natal chart will stay the same. But every year when your sun goes back to that degree, all of the planets have shifted and moved, you know, through the sky. So you have basically another new snapshot of what's going on for the upcoming year and the themes. So again, the natal chart is like, okay, that's who you are. Those are your karmic gifts, your blessings. But the solar return is like, what about these gifts that I can work through this upcoming year? What themes am I going to work through? Or like, what is going to be difficult (laughs) about this year? And I'm just going to dive in and explain all of that to you. Um, Okay, cool. So this year, you well, you're always a Cancer Sun. So that will always be the same in a solar return chart. But the rising sign and the moon sign will change depending on where you celebrate your birthday and whatever, you know, wherever it's moving in the sky on your birthday. So this year you are a Cancer Sun 
And you have the themes of being an Aquarius moon and a Leo rising. This is very different than your normal natal chart. Let me pull this up. Your normal natal chart, you are a Cancer sun, a Scorpio rising, and a Taurus moon. Very different energy this year. Um, and normally, you know, with with having that double cancer <laughs> in your chart, um, you're very deeply intuitive and truth-seeking, and you're really wanting to understand a lot about the world. And with that Taurus moon, keeps you pretty grounded. Now, this upcoming year, as a Leo rising, it's really about stepping in to yourself. <laughs> Who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? And it's in one degree, which is a very critical degree. So, and as a Cancer Sun, it's not like comfortable to step into a Leo rising energy, but it's about being seen. And especially in arts and entertainment, like how can you continue to put yourself out there? You know, if it's through um, journaling, through writing, through singing, through being online and showing your face or just communicating anyway. You're meant to share that light, that playfulness with the masses in a way. Now, looking to your chart ruler this year, because Leo is ruled by the sun, I go to where the sun is in your chart. Now, the sun is in the 12th house. Now, this is interesting to have a Leo rising and your whole chart ruled by a 12th house sun. Now, 12th house sun is private. <laughs> it sits in solitude. The sun doesn't really like to be in the 12th house because the 12th house is hidden in other worldly realms. And when it's here, it really means that through your journey of expressing yourself with that theme this year, you're going to be coming up through a lot of, you know, mental health stuff. Like through you expressing, you can find, you know, ways that you're self-sabotaging, ways where you don't feel like you're showing up for yourself or showing up for others. A lot of time when the sun is in the 12th, it's like you're very deeply intuitive and, and empathic, but you're not willing to like give that energy out to other people. So it's very interesting to have that dynamic. So something that you can definitely think about is if I'm if I'm like putting myself out there, am I putting myself out there because I want to um I mean, of course you want to be seen because of that Leo rising, but am I doing it that is it self-serving or am I doing it because it fills my soul up and it's something that I think will help heal me versus what will heal others? So I think that's really important to note with this placement. It is a deeply intuitive placement where energy vampires can sometimes cling on, <laughs> but it's the time to go inward and retrospection and really like work on your spiritual practice you know, whatever that means to you. If that is, you know, um, like I said, journaling through all of those um, creative outlets, right? If it's journaling, if it's tapping into your Akashic records, if it's sitting in meditation, if it's taking courses, whatever that is, um, whatever you learn, you'll eventually want to share with the world, but you're going to have to do it in a way that's more so for you and not for others. Because the sun here, uh, you know, wherever the sun is, it wants to be seen and wants to be shared. It's an identity center. And when it's 
it's in the 12th, it's like, oh, I feel shadow around wanting to be seen. Uh, I don't want to speak my truth. I'm, I don't know how this is going to come off or how this is going to be perceived. So I think blending creativity and spirituality together with this upcoming year is going to help you kind of work through any type of mental gymnastics you have to go through <laughs> to be seen um, in a way that feels natural and good to you, not in like a super showy way, which is tough as a one degree Leo rising this year. Um, you'll probably feel the need to express yourself in, 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 in a big way. But as I'm looking at the sun here, I'm like, mm, okay, well, maybe there might be shadow around that. So those are themes to work through. But at the end of the day, like, you know, Leo isn't just about being seen. It's about um, the generosity of your heart. It's about being playful and being romantic and flirty. So that can come out in a lot of ways, too. Maybe you're like thinking about like being flirty or romantic or wanting ways to share that part of you in a different way. So you'll just have to think on it and really like really, really um I guess, be intentional about how you're putting that out into the universe. And then your, so your sun is in Cancer in the 12th. So we talked about that, your Leo rising one degree, and then your moon. So this year you are an Aquarius moon, and it just so happened to be conjunct Saturn at the time of your birthday this year. So this is an interesting dynamic as well. Having an Aquarius moon in the seventh means you feel called to connect to a lot of people in the spiritual community or like-minded souls. And you want to speak your voice. You want to grow and expand with people in a sacred space. So people that you feel safe with, people that you are intuitively calling in or vice versa, they're calling you in. But with Saturn here, there are some, again, like mental hurdles to go over in the seventh. So it's like maybe these people aren't exactly what they seem, or maybe you're feeling melancholic and not feeling the call to like really be social. It's difficult to have Saturn and a moon conjunct, especially in a seventh house. It's a pretty social, pretty like one-on-one -on -one romantic, you know, partnership house. So what I can say about this is having Saturn on your side and not thinking Saturn is like, oh my God this is going to suck. Um, Saturn is truly about discipline and restriction and learning these lessons. So maybe when you are like developing your emotional body, when it comes to connection to others, be mindful about how you're showing up and how they're showing up. A lot of themes in your chart this year are like, okay, I need to have better boundaries, <laughs> like straight up. Like I need to really think about who I'm letting in, how I'm letting them in. And, and energy vampires can be very um, attracted to you and your light spirit. I, I mean, any Cancer sun is going to have that um, no matter what in their life. Cancers are very emotional and open and sensitive. And a lot of um, toxic people do feed and prey on that. But having an Aquarius moon, it's a little more flippant. It's like, uh, whatever. <laughs> like It's easy to brush off, which I think is actually going to be a blessing this year because your Taurus moon usually isn't necessarily it, your little um, 
like fixed set in your ways of how you want things to go right an Aquarius moon is more like okay like all right I'm gonna let it roll off my shoulders but having that when I saw that moon and Saturn conjunction there I was like oh gosh okay yeah she needs to for sure like work through this and knowing that if you are super disciplined on how you're um, setting up your intuition your spirituality like if you're setting a, a lot of this this year, um, if you're setting time aside to grow your spiritual gifts and to work on yourself, that's going to go well. And you'll see in your chart, um, and I attached it in the email so you can go over it with me as we're doing this. I should have said that at the beginning. <laughs> um, but the the whole your whole chart is very um, upper focused, like the whole half top of the hemisphere all of your all of the planets just aligned in the sky in this way. So that's a lot about public recognition and working with other people. And so that's a lot of themes of this year. Now you do have a redeeming, you know, Mars is in the uh, first house here, which means you're pretty passionate and excited about your projects and what's going on this year. So I think that's a little bit of a redeeming quality. Now it does somewhat make a T-square, not exactly, but it's in a couple degrees of making a T-squared to that moon and Saturn and Uranus that's in your 10th. So switching up your routine, um, doing passion projects that are fun and exciting and not necessarily thinking of what the outcome will be, will be great. Um, having expectations on yourself or on others this year is just not going to be not going to be like the best uh I guess like the best outcome for you. <laughs> be light, be free, and focus on yourself. Now, what I really love in your chart this year is you have Mercury and North Node sitting in the 11th house. They're within six, six degrees of each other, so they're not exactly conjunct, but they're close. Um, this, again, is pulling in community and talking to the community and holding events and having fun and being spontaneous and learning more about the community that you share it could be online or it could be even the community you live in. So there are some really lovely aspects there where you feel called to call, <laughs> I keep saying called to call in, but do you know what I mean? It's like you feel the need to connect with others on a deeper level this year. And then last remarks, I'll say um, Jupiter retrograde in the eighth house is letting go of what doesn't serve you is your high vibe expansiveness this year and really truly letting go like honestly not harping on the past um, starting new beginnings doing new activities you know everything in your chart is about like new people new activities new projects new excitement um new creative ideas even and um since there is um, Chiron sitting in the ninth in Aries, this could be a little bit of um, wounds or feeling like you're not trusting the universe. So what I will say is when that happens, like just have faith in yourself and trust that even if you're like, okay, I'm just going to start this like wacky new project. I have no idea where it's going and I'm just going to dive in and like go for it that that's okay. And that's actually good for you this year. And you should learn to just like, again, have no expectations, go in for an experience, go in for fun and trust that the universe has your back, especially since Neptune's there too in the ninth house. And uh, it's really expansive. Uh, Neptune is, again, spiritual practice, excitement, creativity. So you have a lot of good redeeming qualities in your chart this year. But remember to start new experiences for fun. Remember to connect to other people when 
when you feel like it's in alignment for your boundaries. <laughs> and remember that show yourself and truly be authentic when it comes to sharing your ideas with, with the world. And not sharing ideas with the world because there's societal pressure to, but sharing yourself after you've done the spiritual work on yourself, if that makes sense with that sun and cancer in the 12th, but your Leo rising. Okay, beautiful. Well, it was uh, such a pleasure to read your energy and tap into your solar return. And I hope to connect with you again soon. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Sheffy here. I want to take a quick moment to invite you, my dear listener, to join my community over at patreon.com forward slash aprilific. I offer two tiers of support, the Palm Palms, which is $5 a month, and Thunder, so named because a pack of dragons is called a Thunder, and I thought that was pretty cool, and that's at $10 a month. Both tiers get access to podcast bonuses, as well as my frequent videos throughout the week. Those who join the Thunder tier also receive a one-time homemade gift as a token of my gratitude and access to my Akashic Records readings. Perks will be added as the community builds and as you, the patron, tell me what you'd like to see offered. The community is going to grow with us. Another way you can support this podcast if you're listening on Apple Pods is to rate and review the show. The more five-star ratings, the bigger the potential to attract even more listeners to this podcast's message. But regardless, I feel so honored with your time. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening.